So we come and uh, a second we started thinking about this. Go ahead and pull up Isaiah 49, right about verse 24. Amen. We understand the definition of contend, right? Contends means if I believe in something and I stand up for it and I stand against something else, I'm going to contend against something. One of y'all stand up again. Come on, Lane, stand up with me real quick. Let's get, let's get in the light real quick so they can see me. If I'm going to contend against something, if I throw my dukes up a lane here, I'm going to contend against him. Hey, man, don't, don't embarrass me. Go sit down. <sighs> Should have known not to pick a teenager. They're always faster. So that means we're going to stand up against something. Do we realize that we got to stand up against something? Jesus gave you your salvation, but he also gave you the strength to stand up and walk down paths of righteousness for his namesake in order to manifest his glory on this earth. But there's a promise. Isaiah 49, verse 24. Can the prey be taken from the mighty or the captives of the tyrant be received? Rescued. Sorry, my, my, my writing is real, real chicken scratch. So I ask you this question. Can you be free? Come on now. How about over here? Somebody answer me over here. Can you be free? How about you? How about you? Can you be free? Do you even know that we're shackled? Maybe on this side a little bit. Hold on. Wait, which, which church you come from? Yeah, what church is over here? All right, what church is over here? Oh, come on, man. What church? Come on, what, what church over here? Let me ask you something. Do you know that you're shackled? The moment you were born into the flesh that you were given, you were shackled to sin. Don't blame me. Adam did it. Hey, don't do that neither. You give her dominion over your life. For thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken and the prey of the tyrant be, res be rescued. For I will contend with those who contend against you. That's God saying that I will contend against those that contend against you. Amen. Who knows that we need God to contend against the things in our lives. Some of y'all know me and some of you don't. The ones that do know me know that I've got a history. I've got a bad history. My testimony is real. You can ask the police in Camden, Arkansas, if my testimony is real, and they'll tell you, yeah, we watched his life change. Because I believed that I could be free. I believed that I could be freed from addiction. I believed that I could be freed from the wrong kind of mindset. I believed that I could be freed from what was on the inside of me. And I believed so much so that I was willing to stand up and take it. Martin Luther King says it like this. It's going to be a beautiful quote pop up right there. Never mind. Freedom is never voluntary given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. I told you I was going to pop up. You, you get what I'm saying? You, do you understand? Think about it real quick. What did Martin Luther stand for? Not Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. Equality, right? He was standing up against an oppressor. Amen. Jesus stood up against an oppressor that you're still facing today. Because you haven't stood up against him. 
Would I be, and would you be willing to listen if I told you that there's something that you're dealing with every single day that you've become a, sin, a slave to? Y'all ready? That thing right there can captivate a young person, an older person, mind. Do you know that in one click of one button with one wrong search and that little bar right there, and I can be into something that will ruin everything I ever thought about women and men and the way things should be by one search. I didn't have to face that when I was coming up. If I wanted to get in trouble, I had to seek it out, amen? I had to go find my problems. It's knocking on your very front door. I don't envy you at all. Because y'all face something I don't think I could face. Right now there are there about five major addictions that are destroying young men and young women. Are you ready to hear what they are? Drug addiction. Porn addiction. Self-addiction. Phone addiction. Y'all ready for the last one? And the very most important one? The addiction that is killing most everybody nowadays. We don't even realize we're facing it. We're addicted to the way people look at us. We're addicted to making you think I'm cool. I would go out and I would act a fool because I thought that you needed to think I was cool. The Bible actually calls that the fear of man in Proverbs. Come on now. When the Lord told us we was going to contend with something, we began to pray about it. And when I started to pray about it, I started to think of that particular fear that I had my entire life and didn't even realize it. I was afraid to tell you what I thought because I thought that you wouldn't like me anymore. I was afraid to be real with you about who I was because you wouldn't be my friend. Because deep down inside of my own self, I had such a low self-esteem that I needed you to pick me up. You can't pick me up. You didn't create me. Only my creator can pick me up. And he just said right there in Isaiah 49. I will contend against those that contend against you. So I want you to think about what's on your mind right now. Because I know how the Holy Spirit works and he's convicting your hearts of that very thing that is taking you down right now. Not because he wants you under condemnation, but because he wants to take it from you. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Come on now. Y'all got to help me preach this. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Second Corinthians says, now where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You believe that? You believe your Bible? Oh, come on, teenagers. Come on. Let's pretend like, like the gospel is real. Do you believe your Bible? When it says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You are made in his image, correct? All right. Now in his image, what does that mean? You're three. Body, mind, spirit, right? Okay. Jesus came to 
to save your flesh. God loves, so he sent. Amen? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. What happens when you give your life to Jesus? Your body becomes the temple of Almighty God. He puts his spirit inside of you. A direct deposit of your inheritance. Okay? Now keep this in mind. Let's go to John 8.31. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What's the truth? Somebody with a little bit of boldness, tell me what's the truth. Come on, with some boldness. The word. What's the truth? Come on. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Correct? Jesus is the word made flesh. Right? Okay. Everything that was made and is made was by him and through him and for him. Amen? I'm I'm misquoting John, but y'all get what I'm saying. Jesus answered them. Oh, hold on. Let me back up. They answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it you say we'll become free? Let's think of it another way. I'm a Christian. How can you say that I'll become free? I go to church every Sunday. Every Sunday morning, I, I'm there. How can you say that I'm not free? I'm going to tell you a real big secret. Are you worried? The world don't want you to know this. Are you ready? If you're ready, just look at me. All eyes on me. Church will not save you. Jesus will. It doesn't matter how many times you came into this building. It don't bother. The world ain't going to be phased one little bit that you're in here putting on a show and checking your box for the week. It don't work. What works is truly knowing him. What works even more than that is letting him Get inside of you. At one point in time in my life, I lived completely against everything that the church church stood for because I believed in a wrong kind of viewing. See, I grew up and my grandma was a a Southern Baptist, you know, a Southern Baptist where you get whooped with a spoon on the pew, you eat every meal, you live at the church, right? Almost all the time. She was a Southern Baptist woman. And I didn't agree with it. Because I felt like she had enslaved herself to the church. What I didn't know is she had truly enslaved herself to Jesus. Is anybody in here willing to say that I'm willing to put my shackle off of my wrist onto the wrist of Jesus? Come on. And the Bible actually says, you need to weigh your options before you do it. You need to count the cost. Is it worth it? Because there's something that's got to happen whenever you give your life to Jesus. This has to die. When Gideon had the 300, what did he have to smash? A clay pot. A clay pot with a fire in it. What is also referred to as a clay pot? Our flesh. Sometimes you got to smash a little bit of this. You got to get a little bit of this out of the way and let Jesus shine through. Amen. Because if you don't let him shine through you and live the life that he's called you to, you might as well quit now. 
but I'm a Christian. I gave my life to Jesus. I'm in a pew every Sunday morning. You think the devil is bothered that you're sitting in a pew? Not a bit. You're not phasing him because you're sitting in the church learning the word of God. He knows it better than you do. I hate to tell you this. Church attendance is not going to get you anywhere. Jesus will. There's five virgins that had enough oil. Did you know at some point in time, we will stand before the judge and he'll tell some of us, depart from me, I never knew you. Would you trade all the religion in the world to know him? That's where we're at tonight. Freedom comes by Jesus. It didn't come free. It was bought and paid for. Jesus answered them and he said, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. That's a whole lot of S's. Let's redo that one. Anybody who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, then you are free indeed. We've heard that one, right? So if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the truth will set you free. Can I tell y'all a freedom story? I'm talking about a real freedom story. It's not a pretty one. Layla, can you join me up here real quick? My, not Lena, Layla. I mean, baby, if you feel like you could preach it, we could preach it too. So there's this thing that happened, right? My mom and dad used to bring me to church and they would sit about right here. I was 20 something years old. I would sit about right here with them. And they would sing their little songs. You know, they were cherished at that time. They would sing their songs. See, nobody really recognized me much because I wasn't chubby like I am now. But I was sitting right here just listening to what they were talking about. They were talking about a freedom. A freedom that I couldn't understand. Because not only was I a slave to something, I had shackled myself to something. My first wife gave birth to my youngest daughter. It's a beautiful day, right? If you, had, you got your youngest daughter, that'd be a beautiful day to you, right? Okay, it was a beautiful day. But then all of a sudden, three days later, I had a baby, but I had no wife. Complications happened, and she passed away. So I was holding this little girl. Right? And I'm a man. I'm a man's man. I've always hunted. I've always fished. But I ain't never been no diaper changer. Right? I'm just being real with you. I'd never done a checkbook. All I did was go to work. She told me if I needed to work extra, that I had to give her some money. Then I would give her some money and she'd pay the bills. Right? But when she passed away, I realized as I was sitting here one day, this is several years after that, and I'm completely out of my mind. Because I couldn't deal with the grief. 
So I started to add chemicals into my body. So much chemicals that this 275 pound frame weighed 140 pounds. Because I was completely and utterly addicted to methamphetamines. I lost my kids. I lost job after job after job. I had stolen from everybody to feed the addiction to make me okay with myself because I hated who I had become. So I started to go further and further down the rabbit hole. Then I figured out you could sell the stuff, right? You could sell the stuff and then you could be high on it all the time and never have to have a job. And not only was I killing my own self, but I started killing those who were willing to come see me. All because I didn't know who I was. Because I didn't know how to be what I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be a daddy. I was supposed to work for a living. I was supposed to take care of my loved ones, right? I was supposed to be all this. But here I am, almost 30 years old, and I haven't made it there yet. Almost 30 years old and I'm at the bottom, the lowest I've ever been in my whole life. I'm back at home living in my dad's house. He's dragging me to church like I'm five years old. And then one day while I was sitting there, my eyes began to open and I began to see what I had done to myself. And I wrote a little note over to my mom and I said, I need help. I can't do this anymore. Because I realized what I had done to me and what I had done to them and what I had done to my kids. If you don't believe me, ask him. He's right there. He'd love to tell you the story about how his daddy loves Jesus. But then all of a sudden, this song started to play. And when this song was playing and they'd been talking about Jesus was real. It wasn't just a religion, but he could save you from yourself. I began to get drawn forward. And it's almost like the closer I got, the lighter I got. I wasn't heavy anymore. My shoulders weren't held down anymore. If I took a step, my own addiction was leaving me. Because as I took a step towards him, he was taking a step towards me. And in a single moment. I realized that the God, the creator of the entire universe, loved me. Not because I could do something for him, but because he loved me. And I came right here to this, and I knelt, and I asked Jesus, I said, can you save me from me? Can you save me from what I've done to myself? I surrendered all that I was. Everything that I thought was cool. Oh, and I was cool. I had the nicest shoes, the coolest hat. Oh, I thought I was G. Walked around with a gun in my pocket, water cash. Thought I was something. The Lord called me and he said, it's not who you are. I'm going to teach you today who you are and I'm going to show you that I will love you the rest of your life. If you'll follow me and you'll walk with me, let me love you. Y'all can want to stand up with us.
be in a certain place. Minister team, if y'all get ready. You may not have a story where you're as addicted as I was, but I'm pretty sure you can believe that you was lost. I'm pretty sure that you can believe that the same king that I love is real and he's here and he wants to meet with you. Somebody be a gentleman. Come on now. The same pull that he had on my heart, I know for a fact he's putting on y'all's heart because I can see everybody's eyes from up here. Now I'm going to help y'all out with something. See, because I know the fear of man is real. Because I know it's not cool to be the first one at the altar. I'm going to do this. Everybody close your eyes right now. And I want everybody to take five steps forward. Just count them out. Come on. Step forward until you trip. There. Everybody is at the altar now. So it doesn't matter what you think somebody might think about you. I said for everybody to come here. So the coolness factor is gone and it's out the door. We're going to have a time of ministry right now. There are pastors and preachers and leaders who have been praying and fasting for this moment just to come and pray with you and fight and contend against what you contend with. Because we believe in who you are, who you're going to be, and we will not let you face it alone. Because you're going to know that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is here and He's saying, I love you. Come be with me. I love you.